So I'm super stoked that you guys all got on here. I just pounded three giant cups of water because I am so dehydrated. I have not slept probably more than a cumulative 12 hours since Thursday. Um, I am so tired, but I am so excited. I did not want to lose this opportunity to get to show you guys some of what we learned at Diamond Boundary Away. And I'm sorry I lost my voice a little bit. I screamed my guts out. So I want to show you guys something really fascinating first. It's a little scientific -y. I love science and I don't really like figuring out myself, but I like seeing cool graphics about it. So um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard, um, you know, if you were at Diamond Bound, um, you also probably cried your eyeballs out like I did. Just a hot tip for you guys. You don't even need to bring your makeup when you go to Diamond Bound because you will cry it off within an hour of putting it on in the morning. And so it's pretty much pointless. Um, but this is so fascinating. There is this, um, you know, they looked at tears under a microscope. And did you guys know that tears are actually different? Um, depending on like why you are shedding your tears. I just wanted to show you guys this amazing graphic of what your tears look like under a microscope. So what made you find this? Um, well, I may have hijacked so it a little funny. bit. <laughs> I may have hijacked it just a little bit, <laughs> but um, yeah, we were all crying. Happy, happy diamond bound tears. Okay, I get that. Smart ass. You're such a freaking thing. you, Robin. I'm yeah. sorry, you guys. Look, look, I just—you guys have had a chance. You guys have had a chance to to be somewhat relaxed. I just barely drove in. Yeah, Robin literally just, she texted me like 10 minutes ago, I just got home. And then I was like, wow, she's on the Zoom call. Anyways, I just thought that I would um, <laughs> give you guys a little glimpse into the weekend through there. I'll post that in the funnel group so that you guys can share it with your teams. Okay, so um, Jordan gives us a book, actually, Who Recognizes this book this is actually my training book from last year's diamond bond which has been on my desk every day since then this book becomes your personal curated handwritten customized tips thoughts things that resonated with you guide for working on your business so this is my personal growth book my favorite one right now that i can suggest <laughs> thumbs as a blank 250 dollars or 300 dollars depending on when you buy your ticket um and i did not get notes on every single speaker um part of the reason is because i <clears throat> did fall asleep on the floor <laughs> a couple times um missed some notes um and also uh, they had um, for portions of the, some of the sessions they had a split distributor to executive and then silver to real crown diamond. So hey, Andrea, um, real quick, just to let you know, once I get settled, probably tomorrow, I'll go through my notes. Beautiful. We look at them, we read them and stuff. And if I can email them to you, I will. Okay. That'd be fantastic, Robin. I would love that. I know the whole team would appreciate that. So notes are wonderful, you guys. 
EndNotes are also completely intrinsically valueless. They have no worth whatsoever if they are not applied into the real world. Notes um, and trainings are completely pointless if you're not going to take action with them. So I, <clears throat> something I've learned from attending personal growth type things is, you know, you, you are drinking from a fire hose. So much is coming at you every single thing. You're like, yes, OMJ. Yes, OMJ. But um, it is really important to take and distill some of the things that were the most important to you. Now, it's also a little bit hard when every single person gives you incredible value and content. So um, from the notes that I have in this book, which again, it's not every single speaker, every single session, um, I made 51, <laughs> 51 one sentence highlights that were ideas um, that just gripped me deeply. Um, and I wrote them in microscopic font so that I could have one idea per line on two pages in this book. Um, so I'm going to literally just get through as many as I can with you guys. So if something, again, these are notes out of a larger session. So if the isolated note doesn't make sense, just unmute yourself ask for clarification. If you need the clarification, I guarantee everybody else does too, except possibly the people who are also there. So if you don't hear somebody asking for it, don't think that you can't ask for clarification because somebody is going to need it. And um, if there's something that I think needs illumination a little bit, then I'll give it as well. All right. So <clears throat> the first seven notes come from Jordan's keynote speech the first night. Um, most of you guys should be able to find this online in upline groups. A lot of people were streaming it in their um, groups, okay? Um, number one, the hustle can make me lose touch with what the real grit is. <clears throat> and the next couple of points illuminate what the hustle and the grit is, okay? Two, don't let the facade of doing all the things replace the real grit. What is the facade of doing all the things? Um, liking every single post you see about oils, being into every single thing, knowing who every single diamond and crown diamond is, following every single cute thing, being up on everything, doing gazillion of cross-line things that aren't necessarily for your team or benefiting your downline. Um, those are just like things that have to do with young living culture um, that don't really build your business um, and can actually make you feel super busy, but just distract you. And I know, um, nines, you've, a lot of nines have told me that you have a real tendency to, um, take on the non-essential activities. Um, so if you're an Enneagram nine, I think all of us fall prey to that at times because it is easier, but if you're an Enneagram nine, maybe be alerted to that warning. Um, number three, grit is showing up for something other than ourselves, even when we're not getting like hundred PV out of it. So you are, <clears throat> building your relationship with and messaging and supporting people in your downline, whether or not they're placing their orders. All right. This isn't about, is my person on essential rewards? This is about, am I seeing the person in need in front of me? And some people for them, it may never be that they're going to be on essential rewards, but for the majority of people, it will. Um, but the goal is actually not getting them on essential rewards. The goal is seeing the person and helping fill their need. Just so happens that essential rewards is a huge part of filling their need. But the first thing is to see that person. Uh, number four, your business. Um, also, guys, I will type these. <laughs> so if I'm talking really fast, don't. don't I mean can't promise when I'm going to type them, but I am going to type them. Um, number four, your business isn't anyone else's business and their business isn't your business. 
<laughs> it doesn't your business doesn't have to look like theirs. Okay. Don't mind everyone else's business <laughs> and other people don't need to mind yours. Um, just mind your business. <laughs> Make each individual person feel seen one-to-one. -one. This is your big job, your main job. When people feel seen, they stick around. All right. When people feel seen, they know that you're not a load of crap. <laughs> uh, number six, you are the voice in our culture. Get in front of people and tell them the truth. Refuse to be silenced. Let your voice be heard. Or as Lindsay says, let your freak flag fly. <laughs> I am literally already out of water. Not good. Um, number seven, people are sick. They are living longer. They are, they are not living longer. They are dying slower. You can have a longer life expectancy with a higher percentage of your years at a lower quality of life. And that is considered a success in our country that you lived a long life and 45% of it was in a nursing home staring at a wall, <laughs> miserable and depressed. Um, but being, you know, staying alive on drugs. <laughs> All right. Those were seven notes from Jordan's keynote speech, powerful speech. <laughs> it's really hard to pick my favorite things out of there. Um, but those were, um, elemental ideas that she built her entire speech upon. So when you go back and watch her live speech, you'll see that and the way she says it may grab you differently. All right. Jared Turner spoke um, the next morning. He said he gave us Gary's three storytelling tips. Gary Young's three storytelling tips. Number one, be authentic. Number two, go off script when prompted share. Sorry if my internet is slow. It told me it was unstable just like me. <laughs> Number three, share vulnerabilities and triumphs. All right. So I'm going to say one of my own personal revelations that I had actually before Diamond Bound, and I was talking to Hannah Waltersdorf about this, who is my personal thought processing <laughs> machine. <laughs> um, so sharing vulnerabilities and triumphs and being authentic, they work together in a very specific way in that, for instance, I was telling her what I was feeling about myself and the way I share on social media. Everything you see of me on social media is absolutely true. Like it is me. You will only ever see the real me. And when you meet me in person, you'll be like, Oh yeah, she is literally exactly who I thought she was because I will be the same way. Hopefully if this is true, if you know me in real life, you can confirm or deny, but, um, oh, I, no, watch out. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay, guys, Becky almost killed me on this trip. I'm not even kidding. She was this close to smothering me with a pillow because I could not stop. Talking. <laughs> yeah. Wine, wine, wine about it. Right. Um, but, um, I was thinking, even though every single thing I share online is authentic. So yeah, I qualify for that. Be authentic sharing vulnerabilities and triumphs, there's still a lot that I leave off the internet. You know, I'm not talking about like sharing dirty laundry type stuff. I'm just talking about like vulnerabilities and triumphs that I experience that just don't make it to my social media page, but that actually should, because I want those distinct voices to be heard. And this was the thought I had last night, which maybe I'll turn it into a cute little graphic for you guys. But I was thinking if you were trying to like, like I was, um, 
neutralize your voice a little bit so that you don't offend anybody um, and you don't stand out, then you have created yourself to be un uh, to be forgettable. You will blend in with the crowd a little bit too well, and no one will remember you. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, the second one from Jared Turner. TED Talks are only 18 minutes long because that's how long our attention span is. But if you have a compelling story, people will listen. All right. How many of you? Like some music playing out there. How many of you like have ever been? I don't know. If do people still flip through TV channels? Like, is that a thing? Um, flipping through channels or um, walk into a room and somebody's watching like a Netflix show or something like that, and you were literally just gonna like put something down on the counter and walk back out, but then 45 minutes later you're still standing there watching the show because it's like so intense and so good, right? Like your attention span is longer than 18 minutes. It's just that <laughs> so much of what people put out there is so freaking boring and forgettable that it, you know, nobody cares to hear about it. When Jordan talks, for instance, <laughs> the room of 5,000 people is riveted because she tells us honest truth. She, she told us really hard truth about how she, um, hated her husband's former or first wife, um, because she felt like she was always second. Jordan came very honest to us and very vulnerable, um, telling us, um, what she went through and where her fire came from. And we could not stop listening. All right. <clears throat> then, um, Mary Young spoke and her talk was really good, <laughs> like really, really good. Um, she also gave us some actual like product. It was amazing. It was. It was amazing. I mean, um, because we never heard her story. Yes. Yeah. Her, she said, she, um, I've heard Mary speak many times. Um, what a blessing that is. Um, I've heard her speak at every retreat I've been to and every convention. Um, and I've heard her at Diamond Bound as well. All right. I have literally one drink of water left. Okay. And I'm only on number 10, <laughs> but this talk was, I had not heard her say any of this before. It was all completely new. And she said, and everybody always asked me for my routine. So here's my morning routine and my night routine. Let me tell you, every cell phone in the room was um, snapping pictures at that. Um, and um, everybody that finds probably posting it in their groups, hopefully. Um, but I did not put the product in on this tip thing, but Okay. She said, we have the God given right to control our own future and destiny by the very thoughts we project. That was a quote from her late husband, Gary Young. Number 11, there is no someday on the calendar. So if it is in your mind, go do it. <laughs> if Gary waited for someday, we would, none of us would be on this Zoom call right now, right? If your enroller waited for someday, you wouldn't be here. If my enroller waited for someday, if I waited for my enroller to do this for me, I wouldn't be here. Number 12, if people know how much you care, then they will listen. And if what you say fills their need, they'll do what you want them to do. You know, they'll go to the class, they'll try the oil, they'll get the essential rewards, you know, they'll show up at Diamond Bound if they know that you care. Um, all right, <clears throat> number 13, lucky number 13. You don't have to memorize what to say when you're just telling the truth. 
when your story is so real to you and you have been so impacted by young living you can stand in front of people and tell them the honest truth and if you don't feel that you have been impacted by young living it's time to dedicate yourself to experiencing the products all right number 14 network marketing is one of the few opportunities where average people can make above average incomes that's really incredible i know we know of a lot of diamonds and royal crown diamonds and crown diamonds i always forget about crown diamonds <laughs> but did you guys know that there are silvers golds platinums um who have retired that you've never even heard of who are making huge incomes do you know that there's people at star senior star and executive who have had our lives changed by those ranks and those incomes did you know that an executive make can make like at executive actually i made more money than a full-time teacher at executive so these are life-changing ranks and you're not even you don't know about all the executives in Young Living, but there are executives in Young Living, right? Like there's a lot of them and lives are being changed. So this is a place where an average person can make an above average income. And this wasn't said at this talk, but I think somebody mentioned it last year. They said, this business isn't for everyone, but it is for anyone. And I think that's pretty important. There's, um, I know people in their eighties who started this. I know, um, uh, platinum in his 80s who started when he was like in his 60s, 70s or something, you know, like there's no, um, there's, you know, people of all sizes, people of all nationalities, people of all identities, like people with wheelchairs, people without wheelchairs, like everybody is doing this. Anybody can do this. All right, <clears throat> that was from Mary. Then Lauren Walker spoke. <laughs> I have such a girl crush on Lauren Walker because of her literally list of, okay, I'm really obsessed with like lean and green manufacturing. I really think it's really cool. It, it is what my dad did for a long time and that was my former life working in aerospace was lean manufacturing and I, I love, you know, measuring steps and seeing how short you can make a process and things like that. Well, that is Jordan's expert or Jordan's Lauren's expertise. And she, um, has like, if you're familiar with lean manufacturing then you know about six Sigma, I think she's like a green belt in six Sigma and, um, all these things that like I have grown up hearing my dad talk about and then studied in school and then just loved, but, um, she makes her processes efficient in our warehouse and uh, makes things work well. And she talked about seed to seal. And here's, you might have seen the picture of sheep that floated around yesterday. Um, Cause she talked about sheep on our farm in Provence. And so here's the story. She showed a picture of sheep grazing in our lavender fields. And she said, Nicholas Walker, many of you probably saw him at convention. Um, he's the farm manager out there. Nicholas Walker, 
um, did a lot of experimentation to find out what animals won't eat lavender, but will eat everything else. He put goats in the field and they ate everything. <laughs> so he's like, well, that don't work. <laughs> so then he tried sheep and he actually tried different varieties of sheep until he found a variety of sheep that wouldn't touch the lavender. So we have um, sheep out there, <laughs> um, very low wages, <laughs> and they weed our lavender fields in Provence. And they um, actually, I've also been hired to do some additional fertilizing on their way so they are twofold <laughs> and saves young living some money of having weeders out there because you know that we have zero tolerance for any sort of chemicals in any of our fields because we don't need that on our bodies um so she there's no book on that she was saying there's no book on how to raise lavender organically there there isn't there's um people who do it there's people who do it partially but pretty much we're having to experiment and do things on our own. And it, I don't know if any of you guys have been out to the St. Mary's farm. It's a really gorgeous farm up um, about seven hours from where I live. And that's really an experimenting farm. So it doesn't do as much volume production, but they do a lot of experimenting out there, trying different methods. Um, and, you know, a lot of our equipment is invented by Gary, like welded on our farms because, um, you know, stuff doesn't exist for the way we want to do it. So it's pretty cool that we are paving the way. That was Lauren's talk. All right. Number 16, um, corporate talked. Um, I didn't get very many notes on corporate because I'm sorry, this is, I went in the back to film my phone and then I fell asleep on my back on the floor. But, um, I think I did. <laughs> I woke up and heard this and I was like, where's my pen? And I wrote it down. And then I saw um, some of different upline groups. I've seen people posting around a list of kind of bullets of corporate's talk because corporate answered a bunch of questions. If you're in the rise up group, you saw that Jordan asked us all to submit questions for corporate. Um, they said, this was really interesting. They're talking about the five by five pledge. And they said, our warehouse, hi, Mr. Sage. Um, our warehouse does not have a dumpster anymore. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a warehouse, but I've been to a lot and that is a really big deal because they have giant, every, every warehouse I have ever been to has multiple dumpsters that are emptied sometimes multiple times a week. And to have a warehouse that does the volume that our warehouse does and doesn't even have a dumpster is incredible. So they have also challenged other network marketing companies to follow our lead on the five by five pledge. Um, well, obviously they can't do the whole five by five pledge because they're not going to get oils in you know, 5 million more homes if they sell um, can openers or whatever Aaron Rodgers was talking about, but um, they want them to follow. We want to get other companies to follow us on these green initiatives and Young Living has offered to loan our uh, green team which includes you know sustainability experts and everybody they've offered to loan our green team to these other network marketing companies to help them lean out and um, make their warehouses more efficient or green or whatever the right word is any idea about all the packaging it's just so much plastic no I don't know um, as far as I know it's all recyclable um, probably depends on where you go but plastic you are is actually better to recycle than glass glass is not actually is actually worse for recycling um, glass is less likely to ever be reused but plastic um, can pretty much all be repurposed um, um, Andrea yes. Yes, what sir. stood out for me was when Mary sat there on corporate 
and said she wanted to spell any rumors whatsoever because there's <clears throat> another company out there that likes to talk about what Young Living's doing when they have no clue. <laughs> and the rumor was that Young Living was going to go public and leave us all out in the, the dark. And what did Mary say? She said, never, never ever, 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 ever. Listen, never, that would, that would, gonna go yeah. you let me tell you, Mary doesn't want to go back on the matrix. <laughs> if you guys heard Jordan's talk, then, but it's very long to explain, but <laughs> Mary does not want to go back on the matrix. She wants to stay in control of the company. And once you go public, you lose all control. All right. Um, the next, 17, 18, 19, the next three come from Doug Schrantz. Oh yes, she said very soon we can say thieves kills 99% of all germs. Actually, it was funny was she said, well, I say it. <laughs> so we're like, Mary, Mary, how good. Okay, so the next three are from Doug Schrant who spoke. Um, he has a great business mind. He talked about creating systems. He said, think about processes that automate. What processes can I set up that eliminate a task or a list of tasks? So this is um, actually they, if, if you have ever been in, um, has, has anybody ever seen um, the modern remake of the movie Cheaper by the Dozen or um, what's, that yep. show where, what's that show where the dad with seven kids marries the mom? You know, Lucille Ball was in it originally. Um, like the dad was with seven kids marries the mom with eight kids or something like that. Yeah, yours, mine, and ours. Yeah, you remember that back when she's like, speaking of eight kids, that's what I have. Remember that at the dance? Yeah, very good, <laughs> a very good story. Yes. So um, if you've ever, anybody on here is in a big family. I grew up with, I have seven siblings. I'm the second oldest. Um, we always laugh at those kind of movies because they are so stupid because they take um, the way a family with two kids runs their family and then they multiply it you know, by how many kids there is. And that is absolutely so unrealistic, but that's actually the way a lot of us run our business. We take the way we run it at, you know, star or when it's just us with one person. And then we try to multiply that and run it the same way when we have 800 people on our downline. And that is so unrealistic. So what Doug Schrant was talking about was he did not use that example because he's not as immature as I am. But um, he talked about what processes can I set up to eliminate a task or list of tasks. And the reason I say big families is because these movies show big families as like so utterly chaotic, which let's be real, like it is chaotic. Let me get a witness, Anna. But it is chaotic. But in big families, you will always notice like they'll have like chalkboards with task lists or chores divided or, you know, like somehow big families always end up evolving processes of some sort. Like you're in charge of this. Mom delegates that to her. It's not mom folding 460 loads of laundry. It's mom's like, well, now the boys have to do their own laundry and the girls are going to have to do their laundry and what, like some systems always come up. So in our businesses, as our businesses grow, your business is your family. You need to learn how to develop systems and processes. And he said, um, <clears throat> he said, um, the more you figure out what can be automated, the more successful you will be. This goes for your family. This goes for your business. This goes for whatever you're trying to accomplish a lot or a lot of volume in. Okay. Um, he said, how do you develop systems? Look at what you're doing daily, weekly, monthly, and see what needs a system. Literally look at what you're doing. Um, so that's what a lot of 
um, families do with a lot of kids. We say, okay, well, what needs to happen every single day? Well, everybody needs to eat. You know, how can we create a system for the groceries? How can we create a system for who's going to cook? Um, you know, can we make a thousand pounds of beans today and divide it up over the course of the week? You know what I mean? Like systems happen in big families. And, and I hope that that isn't a completely irrelevant example because I know not everybody's in a big family, but I think you can all, all know what I'm talking about. Um, so I really enjoyed Doug Schrant's talk. Um, I didn't get as many notes on it as I wanted. I can't remember why I came in late for some reason, um, but it was really good. So I'm, I am hoping I can find a recording of it somewhere because um, I would have loved to hear the whole thing. All right. <clears throat> then um, number 20 to 26 come from Lindsay Moreno. And I could have made an entire page on her talk alone, just so you guys know. So I just had to pick some highlights. She said, um, she used to be afraid, and this is kind of going back to being authentic, but she was afraid to talk, about, she actually um, was really nervous, um, sweating and cried when her publisher said they wanted my entire body on the front of my book forever, for everybody to see forever. And she's like, you know, I'm not a size zero. I didn't know if people were going to think. And then, so she said, if someone is offended by your hair, your face, your size, your jean size, they need to get the F out. <laughs> She's like, if they're offended, they're not, they don't belong there. And everybody's like, did she just say that? Did she just say that at Diamond Bound? We're like, yeah, she just said that at Diamond Bound. But, um, you know, Lindsay's always a little edgy. But um, she was like, listen, if they, if they don't like you, bye. <laughs> you know? And this isn't like a, oh, I'm a jerk to everybody who comes in my way. And if they can't handle my attitude, they just need to peace out. But this is like, you're genuinely you, you're not going to become somebody else. And if people don't like the honest you they're now, they're not going to like you anymore later. So <laughs> you can just go. <laughs> um, and you will actually, by being honest, I found this by talking about um, three things that scared me to talk about a lot, but it was um, medical freedom, homeschool, and home birth, two, three things that I was like, those are so going to make people hate me, but um, amazingly drew an incredible amount of people who had questions about that to me. Um, yes, it did turn into a lot of enrollments, blah, blah, but that wasn't the point. The point was that this... Um, I found people who I was like, well, I guess I don't have to be fake with you because you actually like the real me. And that's kind of fun. <laughs> All right. Um, then um, she said, here's three different little snippets from Lindsay that I put under one header. Um, number 21, imperfection is connection. More you, less product. <laughs> My confidence is what you respond to. So true. When Lindsay walks onto stage, you're like, this girl owns the stage. Whatever she's saying, I'm listening. And if she like shrank out onto stage and was like, hey, we'd be like, all right, I think I'm going to go grab some lunch. I'll BRB. <laughs> but no, we listen to what she has to say. We buy her book and we admire her for being who she is. All right, 22, create your own content. Copy and paste does not an RCD create. <laughs> That's about how she said it, but she said, copy and paste does not create Royal Crown Diamonds. I promise it's easy and it doesn't work. <laughs> okay, 
I do copy and paste, we will always continue to copy and paste some things because some things are just really good. Like we're, I'm going to post a quote from Lindsay because it's just really good, right? But what she's talking about is, have you ever followed somebody and every once in a while they're posting, oh, my kitty, and you're like, that's so cute. And then suddenly this like really beautiful poetic post comes out and you're like, you did not make that. Like you don't even know how to spell. <clears throat> so I would rather see... Um, like I have some friends who they, they post every once in a while, like kind of like really meaningful, purposeful stuff. And it's like all badly spelled. And sometimes they don't do paragraphs and stuff. And I read every single word. Cause it's like, so I'm like, this is their heart, you know, like <laughs> Amanda, you can share a quote and a graphic. That's not copy and paste. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, I would rather read misspelled bad grammar, poor punctuation, genuine heart than really pretty something that somebody else wrote. And I'm pretty sure you would all agree. <clears throat> she said, now this is referring to, um, you know, the way she writes her book, the way she talks on social media, the way, um, she posts on Instagram. She's, um, she says, talk to one specific person, not all the people listening will be that person, but it feels consistent to them when you talk to that one person. So for instance, her specific person that she talks to is actually me. It is women between you know, 30 and 45-ish who are moms and want to build businesses. Kind of like that sort of her demographic. Are, do we all fall into that very specific and small target audience? No, we don't. But when you read whatever she says, does it sound super consistent and it apply like hello, men can benefit from this book. This is business is business. It doesn't just, but, but she's writing it to a specific audience. Um, so then it sounds very consistent. And this is actually something I need to work on with my posting. I generally post to myself, like what I would say to somebody like me. So my target audience is literally me. Um, and I would say looking at my enrollments, the a good, at least half of my enrollments are people like me. Um, does that mean I don't? Yeah, her avatar. That's right, Haley. She called it her avatar. Does that mean, Hannah, I thought you were sticking your pen up your nose. Sorry. But now she is. <laughs> She's a seven, so we, you know, we, we just let her do her thing. Um, <laughs> she said, um, number 24, no one is coming to save you. No one is going to turn off Netflix for you. You have to want this or want what it is you want more than you want to be lazy. And then she threw the mic on the ground and walked out of the room. No, she didn't, but she could have. <laughs> she really could have because that was powerful. <clears throat> All right. Lindsay, another nugget from Lindsay. And guys, that is really, really key. I'm not even going to elaborate on that because it is 100% self-explanatory, but don't don't think that it's not. It, that is huge, huge big deal. All right, number 25, what is your fear? She talked about what is your fear like. Um, so um, Jean, say you were like, oh, I'm, I want to teach a class, but I'm afraid. So what is your fear? Like, well, I'm afraid that like, I'm just like, I, I don't know your life. I'm literally just making stuff up. All I see is a picture of you leaning on like a piece of granite or something like that. Um, but uh, you're like, what if, um, what if um, people don't come or they think that I'm 
like really, I'm like a salesy MLM person or whatever. So she says, take that fear and write a list of 50 benefits if your fear comes true. Oh, it's a polar bear sculpture. Oh, I see the ears now. <laughs> Where's it at? Like Alaska or something? Um, it's really cool. So list 50 benefits. And she goes, don't just list a few, list 50. I'm like, holy cow, I think can't think of 50 benefits if my best dream comes true. Canada. Oh, okay. Awesome. But she's serious. She said this, she didn't go into detail on this, but I get the sensation that this is a big deal. She goes, this will change your life to do this. I feel like this would be really fantastic to do with a little AFT, little memory release blend, <laughs> little transformation. <laughs> All right, number 26, the last nugget from Lindsay. Make time in your calendar for two events per year, one for personal development and one for professional development. Hmm, I thought that was pretty fantastic. You need to be continuously growing, which actually that's going to show up in our next speaker notes. Uh, you guys are doing so fantastic sticking with me. Um, is everything going okay? Are you all still all right? I think we have enough time to power through her wax story. Haley, I was crying literal tears from her wax story. I will let everybody here have the joy of hearing Lindsay say it from her own mouth. Um, but um, just know that Lindsay got on stage and talked about vaginas and it was really good. <laughs> She's like, if any of you don't want to hear that, you're just going to want to leave now, okay? And we're like, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> we need to hear this. <laughs> it was pretty intense. Um, but do have Young Living Massage Oil on hand for emergencies, all right? I'll just leave you with that and then let you hear her tell herself. Okay, number 27 to 28 came from Brandon Barber. Um, and Hannah and I flew home together and we actually um, shared a row with his lovely wife, Michelle Barber. That was fun. Um, he said, brains are not made to make us successful. They're made to keep us alive. So all that to say, your instincts are there to preserve you and not to make you successful. <laughs> Sometimes we have to do these professional and personal developments so we can override some of those instincts. And then 28, he said, we largely are trapped in a way of thinking black and white, right and wrong. And he said, I present to you the third option, which he calls angels in disguise. So that would be, say, for instance, Elaine, um, if uh, somebody was really rude to you at the store and you're like, wow, they're such a jerk and I'm such a good person. This is how Elaine talks, guys. Then she has that choice of... <laughs> She does it like a lady would never say that. Um, she has a choice of creating that like mean wall, the black and white, right and wrong between them. Or she can say third option, angel in disguise. Hmm, what are they teaching me? What am I learning about myself through the situation? Why were they sent here to help me? Like, what do I need to grow in? And it's really interesting the way he talked about that entire concept of angels in disguise. Just think to yourself, um, the third option, angels in disguise. You know, it's funny that you just picked on me for that because today, <laughs> no, honest to God, because, well, because sometimes it can be like that. Of course, we all have weak <laughs> moments, right? Uh, but today I found out something that was very disturbing to me and I started to fall into like old patterns of getting really mad and like plotting like, you know, their demise, right? 
okay, well, not really their demise, but um, it, hmm. I reminded myself that we don't really have control over what other people's actions are, what they say. You don't know what their circumstances and why they're saying it. But the only thing that we actually do have control over is how we react to it, right? And so I valored it up, took a deep breath and said, okay, I'm good. Clearly that person had something going on or not, whatever. They could be an evil soul. I don't know, whatever. It's not, it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And I work on that all the time, but it's funny that you picked on me for that today. So thank so you. So you, you went with the angels in disguise yeah. option. Hey, the oils really help with that. <laughs> uh, all right. The next speaker was Bethany Shipley. Um, talk about a queen. Bethany Shipley was in the executive or the um, distributor to executive room. And I'm sorry that I took, the Krista Hames, who was speaking in the silver up room, but I snuck out because I wanted to hear Bethany talk. Bethany's so good. And I knew that she would have meaty, meaty content because she's in a major growing phase for her business. She's getting so close to crown diamond and I just want to see her rank up. All right. She said, um, she talked about, um, creating an onboarding ongoing system for training business people. She said, you need a business you need a system for training business people if one people are signing up for just the product two you have more accidental than intentional business builders three you joke if someone says to you i want to do the business where do i begin ah speechless <laughs> if you're a diamond dog please laugh <laughs> so all right I have to say that I literally just had three people do that to me today where I've been bugging them for about a year and a half. And they just today said, I think I'm ready. I'm like, all right, giddy up. All right, let's do it. All right. She said, you won't ask people, Hey, do you want to do this business with me? If you don't know what you'll say when they say, yeah, <laughs> and neither will your downline. So if you can think of anybody in your downline, and if somebody said to them, I want to do this as a business, would your downline know what to tell them? Like where to begin? Um, she said, yeah. Easter and Christmas, well, Christmas is in a while. And then <gasps> Young Living Holiday Catalog came out today. Do you want to see it when I get done with the Zoom call? Who already placed their holiday catalog order? Ooh, ooh. Well, everybody who's on video, raise their hands. So. <laughs> and Jean, that's awesome. Um, okay, now write this number down. She did a PowerPoint of how to create, or kind of like her steps, key, maybe, I think it was eight to 10, eight or 10 important elements of having an onboarding and ongoing business training system. And if you want the PowerPoint, you can text BUSINESS, all caps, to 816-366-8080. And I will type that, 816-366-8080. And then you'll get the PowerPoint that she used um, to teach the class. On. So I didn't put that whole thing into this notes because it would have been a lot longer then. All right. 
Also from Bethany. Point 32, if you create a culture of ongoing personal development, you will lap other teams. So guess what we all need to do? <laughs> create a culture of ongoing personal development. Um, from Bethany, the goal of this business is to become our best selves. If people know this, they'll stick around even just for that. I would. I would. Number 34 from Bethany, the very first step. No, sorry. Done with Bethany. On to Jordan. <laughs> okay, that was my nuggets from Bethany. All right. Um, Jordan Trant did a fabulous talk for the Silvers to RCDs. And it was kind of funny because she talked about something about like, you know, if when you're discouraged or something. And she goes, um, if you're discouraged executive, please go out because I don't want to scare you. <laughs> I was like, that is hilarious. But, you know, anybody can have a hard day. <laughs> so it applies to, you know, even if you're, you can be a senior star and feel stuck. Like anybody can feel stuck at any point. All right. She said, uh, the first, the very first step when you feel stuck, does anybody know what it is? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> the very first step when you feel stuck is to get back to your people. And she emphasized that. That's right, Haley. She underscored that with her next statement. The first step to getting unstuck is rebuilding connection. Go into the refreshing of yourself and your people. Ooh, I love this. She said, it takes a lot of courage to go out in front of your team and say, do this with me. We will not fail. She, she kind of used the analogy of, she's like, you're the most like, when you're in the front of an army, you're the most likely to die. And then she goes, oh, we're not going to die in Jesus name. But what I mean is it's the most vulnerable to be in front of the charging army. You know, you're the first person to get mowed down. And she, then she's like, okay, this is just getting really weird now. So she, but we're all laughing, you know, when you shoot from the hip sometimes. All right, she said, give people a voice, see them, let them feel and be seen, show them that their voice matters. If what you're doing isn't working, change it. <laughs> what? That's so weird. <laughs> what a concept. All right. Her talk was really beautiful. Um, I ran out of paper and recorded the last 12 minutes of her talk, which had lots of great nuggets in it, but didn't make it into this notes. So um, I'm really hoping to find somebody. There was somebody next to me who was recording the whole thing and I was going to try and get it from her and then I, I didn't, but you know, I think she was a Royal Crown Diamond too. That, like Royal Crown Diamonds are trying to learn from Jordan guys. We need to be learning from Jordan. All right. All right, Aaron Rodgers spoke. Aaron Rodgers is such a gem. I got five little nuggets from her for you guys. <clears throat> she said, you are a salesperson. If you just flinched. <laughs> she said, you determine if it's sleazy or awkward by how you do it. I don't want to seem like sleazy. Then don't be sleazy. <laughs> Erin is so straightforward. <laughs> Gee, Erin, tell me what you really think. <laughs> All right, she said, tell me if this echoes Lindsay a little bit. People need people, not product. We try to solve problems with product that actually need a relationship. Ooh. 
but relationships take time. I don't like adulting. People are mean and scary. Okay. I mean, you don't have to be a real car diamond. Nobody's making you. Sorry. Um, I got too much of Aaron's vibe on me. <laughs> That's kind of how she said it though. She was, she's pretty blunt with us. Um, <clears throat> but we let her, we let her be blunt cause she's really nice. She said, we have to stop inserting product where people need us. Whoa. Hmm. Guilty. <laughs> Been there. She said, if you want a team of 4,000, how many people want a team of 4,000? Hello, starter pack, starter pack of 4,000 people. Sure thing. <laughs> Most people at diamond with two to 4,000 people at least. So I'm smelling diamond right there. She said, if you want a team of 4,000, how well are you taking care of the 40 that you have right now? Ah, Aaron, why you gotta see me that way? There's nothing that makes someone feel like you are salesy more than you not thanking them for their purchase. Oh, I see. She just wanted me to order the stuff. That's all. We want people to buy the oils. Let's thank them for doing it. Yeah. I vowed to be this for that. Oh, good. Can you go close the door so they don't come in? Um, <clears throat> she actually gave us some freedom in this. She said, and, and not in a way of going against what anybody's upline says, you know, like talked about, about this with your upline, but she said, we don't have to feel like we have to be in the habit of using the, the PSK as a shotgun approach because everybody's not the same person. And as she said, it's okay to do the, she said, I'm a secret huge fan of the $45 basic kit. Um, people are always saying, whenever I see polls about like, what should Young Living come out with next or whatever, everybody's like, we really need a supplement starter kit. We really need a kid's starter kit. We really, I'm like, what do you mean? We have that. Like, first of all, how would you do a supplement starter kit? Like everybody's supplements are different. Like everybody takes their own custom little, you know, but, um, I think Becky, you signed up her, um, husband's aunt. She made her a custom supplement starter kit with $45 kit plus the things that were specifically geared to what she's needed. Now I have signed up a few people using the $45 kit plus their custom products. Yes, all of those people said about two months later, gee, I wish I had done the starter kit first and then got on ER. So like, I do let them know that, like, I'm just telling you the better buys the starter kit first and then get your stuff on ER. But if this is what they need and it fills their need in the moment, I'm not averse to doing it. Usually the kit's the easiest. I haven't had any problem selling the kit, but I love that Aaron kind of gave us that freedom. Um, and if it, this absolutely goes against what your upline says, do talk it out with them. Don't be like, let me hear how such and just how the down my thinking. <laughs> but do talk it out with them and not, you know, get their thoughts on it. Hey, Mom, guess what? What? Nobody told me this. What? Finally, we should need $50. So I have seven. Right? Why what? I have seven dollars. How? My. And I need eight more dollars to make 15. Oh, okay. Say hi. Hey, Jacob. 
Um, okay, Kari Ray Lewis spoke and she got us all good with masks and um, with masks and uh, AFT. <laughs> so everybody, everybody was attacked. Nobody was left out. All right, she got us all on the masks. She said, what is a mask? A mask is something we put on when we feel shame. And we all feel shame in different ways. And we, we could all hear somebody say the same thing and really receive a different message based on the way we are. Um, so the shame isn't necessarily even the fault of the sender of the message. It could just be the way we're receiving it. So, um, she said, um, the masks we put on take a lot of energy to put on and they suffocate the true power and energy of who we are. <laughs> true story. No person, this is a quote. I am so excited. I posted this on my Instagram stories and she posted, she reposted in my post in her Instagram stories. Um, she was quoting somebody whose name I can't remember. Um, they said, no person can consistently behave in a way that is inconsistent with how he perceives himself. Her talk was really good. I don't think out of all the 5,000 people in there, I don't think anybody didn't cry. <laughs> like I texted our diamond or diamond bound or whatever. Like we had a chat thread for figuring out the hotel rooms and stuff. And then we kind of just kept it and kept talking in it while we were in there. And I was like, did anybody like not cry in that? And everyone's like, yeah, no, I was definitely crying. <laughs> it's a good time. Um, all right. Next speaker was Jordan Schrant at the closing ceremonies. All right. And if you can think of an oil that goes with this, like, just let me know. She said, gratitude is one of the highest frequency emotions we can have. Amazing. Let the young living, oh, this might be my favorite quote from the entire, the entire weekend. Actually considering making it a tattoo <laughs> because it summarizes my entire life purpose. <laughs> why my mom homeschooled us and why I homeschool my kids. It is all in this statement. Are you ready? You ready to receive it? <laughs> Let the young living business set you free from the trap of always thinking you need to be told what to do. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Yes, please. I screamed. If you ever watch a recording on that, there was one person screaming when she said that. It was me. <laughs> I don't have a voice today. <laughs> Let the young living business set you free from the trap of always thinking you need to be told what to do. She said one of the hardest things about the young living business is that you have absolute freedom. And one of the philosophies, philosophies, I guess, that um, I embrace with homeschool is that um, one reason why it is hard for a lot of people to homeschool is because nobody's telling you what to do. 
and we are trained it is embedded in us through however many years of school we get 12 18 years of school it is ingrained into us to be told what to do and to show up where you're told to show up and to sit down when you're told to sit down and to shut up when you're told to shut up and to answer the way you're supposed to answer it and to get in line the word sheeple was thrown about at this event <laughs> i heard it <laughs> don't be a sheeple <laughs> All right, be the voice of truth. Okay, be free to be your own original creator of ideas. Yes, and I will say honestly that even I have struck, I've had like a great idea and I'm like, uh, I don't know, I've never seen anybody do that before. And then like a month later, I see a diamond doing almost the exact same thing. And I'm like, oh, I guess it was a really good idea because the diamond is doing it. Um, or I do an idea in my group and I'm like, I don't know if this is a good idea. And then like five diamonds message me and they're like, can we take that and like do it? And I'm like, wow, it must be a legit idea. Okay. We have the freedom to have our own ideas. And somebody from corporate told my mom, I think told my mom this or told somebody this. They said, um, you know, I take calls from all the ranks all day long. He says, you know, diamonds and everything. And he goes, they literally, you like all have equally valid ideas is just some people are now at the rank of diamonds. So like it looks, you know, well, legit, but what about, you know, the, like we asked Madison Vining, what did you do when you were a star? Because it, it works. Right. So that was a, a star idea. That was an idea from a star, not from a diamond, but it made a roll of crown diamond, you know? So you are free to be the creator of your own original ideas. And let me tell you, Egyptian gold inspiration transformation believe there's a couple really good oils for that remove try and replace it with i can and i will if you've heard that once you've heard it a thousand times so why are you still saying try no, i'm just kidding <laughs> all right and then the last quote i wrote down here is something she actually she referenced kind of it in um, one of her talks, but, but she actually said the full quote in the Rise Up group, and I have been in love with it ever since. Skills are learnable and problems are solvable. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> all right, guys, that was 51 Hot Tips and Diamond Bound. Any questions? I think we have. That was awesome. A lot of that stuff was really, really good. And why do we always seek validation? Why do we have to wait for a diamond to say it was a good idea? Why? Why do we do no, that? I don't know. But I have, I have noticed in the, maybe the last six-ish months, I've actually really been able to break free from that. And I'm just running with great ideas. And I am proud to say they're working and people are copying them like crazy. <laughs> Diamond validation is a con. Yeah, Jean, I agree for me. Absolutely. Oh, thanks, mom. I didn't even see when you got on. Where are you? Oh, oh there you are. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was really fabulous. Okay, you guys. I'm going to stop the recording so we don't go past an hour. Um, if you guys watched the replay, thank you so much for watching the replay. You absolutely deserve to get Diamond Bound uh, next year. I really, really believe in this event. It is such a good uplifting um event and um, you can go to diamond bound and get nothing out of it you absolutely can you can also go to diamond bound and um, put your ideas into action so 
Thank you all for listening.